Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Welcome to the uh, August. It sounds so listeners late episode in the year, doesn't it? It does. That means as of this coming out, we are about to be like an eight out of twelve, eight twelfths done with this year. <laughs> eight out of twelve, Lord Almighty. But still, Which... that's like almost two thirds. Oh, okay, I was about to say. Um, <laughs> I know my fractions. I don't know shapes, but I know my fractions. That is two thirds. Yes, and also. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, okay. next month we're going touring, so we're oh yeah <laughs> coming right up on it. Next month we're going to be in Salt Lake twice, uh-huh. and we'll back-to-back, and then we're going to be in uh, New Orleans and Atlanta. That's right. And I'm literally, this month of August, I'm gone like the whole month, so I'll yeah. be in Germany and Austria and uh, Kansas City. A lot know. of wild stuff happening. A lot of... For us in August. A lot of stuff going on. And it's probably still freaking hot, so... Also, we're it's still... about to be Virgo season, so... I don't know. I don't know a Virgo. My dad is a Virgo. Interesting. I don't care for Virgos, really. Not that I don't care about my dad, but any Virgo I've met, I usually don't. They're too hard-headed for me. Everyone yells, okay, I want to be clear, I never said anything about Scorpios. M has only been the ever the only person to ever make a, a, statement. a statement about another star sign. I don't... We get paired together a lot when people hate me for hating Scorpios. Yeah. I'll take the full blame. I, I don't mean, blame Christine. I remember you telling me, I was like, yeah, Geo's a Scorpio. And you're like, ugh. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, I had no idea. <laughs> So, um, I I don't stand by this Virgo thing, especially because I don't have any friends who are Virgos. I'm not saying I hate Virgos. I'm saying we typically don't get along well. Interesting. But is that a Gemini thing? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, considering I don't really know anyone. Usually, I just, I just stay around the A's and the L's. Can you imagine if a friend of mine is listening like, fuck you, I'm a Virgo. (laughs) If you're a, a Leo, Libra, Aries, Aquarius, I usually hang out with you more than others. Um, I'm also uh, prone to Pisces, which is Eva. So a lot of I have a lot of Pisces. So pals. those are my go-to's usually. Mine are Libra, Pisces, Aquarius. Love um, a good Cancer. I do spend. Me too. I spend a lot of time with um, Capricorns for no reason because we're not a good match. But like Blaze is one, and <laughs> some of my best friends are, and it's such a weird match. But like, like it doesn't seem like it should work, but somehow it does. Yeah, Capricorns are their own enigma. I feel like I don't really have a problem with any. Uh, signs, but uh, like I will make a blanket statement. Oh, time to have no babies. <laughs> Sorry, um, I typically try not to make blanket statements about star signs. However, I will make a blanket statement about Scorpios, and I seem to not get along well with Virgo or Taurus. Those seem to be my three that like Do I just don't vibe so with. So weird. I don't know any Sagittarius, Virgo, or Taurus. Really. Um, okay, anyway, sorry that we just, like, 
anyway now that i've given on. you all of my opinions that you don't get to even like jump in on speaking of fractions we just like <laughs> speaking of fractions in astrology we insulted a third of you i think so sorry i didn't it was him it was all me i love all of you i i like i want to love the scorpios you you do not you love to hate the scorpios I love to just complain about anything. So well, I know. It's not their fault that they fell into the mix of that, but oh well. Sorry. Ay, ay, ay. Moving on. Let's Here tell are some our listener stories. Just, everyone left already. You pissed them off. That's true. Um, for those listening, for those who are not Taurus, Virgo, or Scorpios, <laughs> um, we are doing our listener story. If you are brand new to these, this is where um, on the first of every month we uh, tell six different personal stories from our listeners who have yeah. submitted them to and that's why we drink at gmail.com and eva curates a mix and then she selects six of them and or sometimes seven this month i think it's six yeah um and uh we read them out loud for you guys and you get to hear our responses in real right. time because we, we have not read these either. your content and use it for our entertainment purposes thank you kindly for your services and guess what eva listen to me because i yelled at her a lot why? It's cowboy theme. Is it? You know how I feel about cowboy ghosts. I like that she even told you the theme this time. Usually we have it's to in guess. It's every subject line. I haven't looked at any of this. Did you read the email? No. Okay. Well, the email said, I I yelled at Eva. I was like, give me cowboy, please. And she <laughs> Poor did. Eva. She probably had a great theme. And then she was like, I got to go find some fucking cowboys. No, because remember I yelled at everyone listening to send cowboys. And there were just like a ton. Okay, good. They all say, listen, this is about cowboys or cowboy story or whatever. Well, I'm ready for my mind to bleed, to be blown. I thought you said to bleed. I was like, oh, no. no, please. I don't want that. No concussions. Um, so <laughs> please. I'll go first. Sure. Do you have three, correct? Yes. Okay. You I just first. want to make sure. Okay. So this story is from Donna and Donna's subject line is listener story. The shadow cowboy per Christine's requests. Thank you. There you go. So Donna says, hi, there, all people, animals and fruit items. Oh, my word. <laughs> I've been listening forever, but I've never written in before. Most of my experiences have been limited to empathetic reactions to people or places, but I did see something once that probably scared a decade off my life. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh no. So since Christine asked for cowboy ghost stories, here you go. Thank you. When I was about 14 or 15, I traveled with my extended family to visit some cousins at their dairy farm in Oklahoma. Sounds like Oklahoma. That's fun. Uh, the house was beyond full, so a bunch of us kids were bunked down on the dining room floor. That sounds so fun that as a child. Does. Um, Ultimate it, summer vacation. It was a long, narrow room. So just imagine us laid out on the floor side by side like sardines. I love it. Uh, the dining room was next to and open to the living room, and my position left my head Right at the juncture between the two rooms. No. Oh, Why yeah. would you ever sleep in a doorway? No. Because everyone else bullied you into it, probably. I would just sleep on top of someone until they moved, I think. <laughs> right. You're also an only child. You didn't get to experience the I don't the know joys. what it's like to lose. I, I only know what it's like to... I don't either, because I'm the oldest. So. Right, 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 right. <laughs> uh, I had been asleep for a while when something woke me up. I don't know what it was, a sound maybe, or my younger sister jostling me. I'm a stomach sleeper, so I lifted my head and saw someone in the living room. Uh -oh. He was sitting in an antique straight back chair between the fireplace and a big bay window that looked out to the front yard. I couldn't see any details, but could distinctly make out the outline of a cowboy hat and one <laughs> leg propped up, ankle resting on the opposite knee. <gasps> The weirdest thing, though, was the foot still on the floor was slowly, deliberately tapping. Ew! Uh, so it's like just waiting? Like tick-tock. Startled, I did what any smart kid would do. I put my fucking head back Correct. down. Correct answer. If I wasn't looking at it, I'd be fine, right? Put your head under a blanket and you'll be you invisible. You saw nothing. You saw nothing. You saw nothing and it didn't see you. Well, apparently that didn't work. Because, they said... 
I had to look again just in case. So I lifted my head and this time the figure was standing in front of the chair, still only a dark outline, still tapping one foot. Nope. This time I dragged the covers over my head and I frantically tried to think of an explanation. Maybe someone had gotten up in the middle uh, of the night to smoke outside and, and stopped. And put a cowboy hat on. <laughs> right. And decided to be a cowboy <laughs> and stopped back by to check on us kids. My grandfather was the only real possibility since he had a tall, slim build and the rest of the family was, frankly, kind of short and round. Uh, <laughs> no shade. No shade. <laughs> but it didn't look like my grandfather. Oh, no. Oh, no. I peeked again. It had only taken a second or two for all of a, for all these thoughts to zip through my head. But in that time, the figure had moved closer, silently covering about half the 12 or so feet between us. Okay, so it's just like nearing. It's just a horror movie Slowly. Style. Without without sound, it seems. This is... Um, I wonder if the foot's still tapping. Ugh. Ugh. At this point, I was sincerely starting to freak out, as you should. Like... Thought I might pee myself freak out. Oh, poor thing. I wanted to run and get my parents, but I couldn't leave the safety of my blankets. And honestly, I didn't even know which room my parents had ended up in for the night. Oh my God, so you're trapped. I squeezed my eyes shut and the, did the best thing. I shook my sister awake. Good. She grumbled and immediately went back to sleep. She wasn't going to help me. This whole ordeal was mine and mine alone to deal oh, with. Oh, you so, poor thing, Donna. So I opened my eyes again and the thing was right next to me. Help! I thought it would go away. Come on. That close, I should have been able to see details like the stitching on his boots or the wrinkles in his pant leg, but it was just black nothingness. <gasps> I should have been able to hear something too, fabric rustling or that foot tapping on the hardwood. But right, or like walking on the hardwood. But all I could hear was my cousin snoring across the room. This is horrible because it knows they're awake and can see. And it's only one person can see this. Yeah, it, it knows that someone is awake and the rest are not going it's to like, help. ah, I've got your attention. Oh, God. I was crying when I dove back under the covers. I must have cried myself to sleep because it was full daylight when I woke up and someone was frying bacon in the kitchen. (laughs) That must be such a jolt of like, I know suddenly it's sunshine and I thought I jumped into an alternate dimension. Yeah, correct. Uh, I started to wonder if I dreamed it all, but my sister was mad at me for waking me up and then (gasps) hogging all the covers. Oh, I wish I had some sort of explanation. Like I found out the farmhouse had been some cattle rustlers outside um back in the day or maybe the site of a poker game gone mis- murderously wrong oh god but i have no answers for you just the silent shadow of an impatient fidgety cowboy thank you for the show and all your hard work team milkshake and team booze though never the twain shall meet oh through never the twain shall meet though never the twain shall meet why can't i read <laughs> then then donna says that's just gross that's so, thank, thank you, you for donna. agreeing we agree with that we like to keep them separate yes. um we're very uh uh bipartisan yes for sure only about this milkshakes and wine yeah (laughs) everything else is allowed to mix however it wants um that's horrible it's horrendous because it's also as a kid you're like oh there's a grown man watching me like it's horrible no matter what if it's see-through also horrible if it's like an actual man walking Mm. toward you also horrible yikes doesn't end well um, unless you wake up with bacon, then it seems to end well. But at least there was like a happy ending there, which but was it, bacon. It is weird that it was like in an an Oklahoma ranch house where that would have, yeah, been yeah, uh, you know, a go, site for cowboys. It seems very on brand to it have does, found huh? a cowboy ghost in a farmhouse. Yes, the tapping is freaking me out though. Also, slowly and intentionally, and like just nearing every time you look up. Yeah, is just you know our <laughs> least favorite thing. Anyway. Well, luckily, I have a story from Laura. Thank you, Donna, by the way. Thank you, Donna. I have a story from Laura called Cowboy Story. Oh, well, that's... I wonder what it's going to be about. I'm so glad you made it easy for Eva to find. Right. Okay. Laura says, Hi, I just recently found your podcast, and I'm obsessed. I wonder if it's going to take 
them like a year to catch up to this part and be like, wait, right. That's me. <laughs> wait a minute. That sounds a lot like my story. Cowboys. Okay. Oh, wait, no. Cause they heard the cowboy episode. I'm oh, such an idiot. God. Okay. I'm sorry. I've had several experiences of my own, but I'm currently listening to your June listener stories. Well, there it is. And just had to share this. <laughs> such an idiot. I just got back from a trip to Western Colorado. My partner, our daughter, and I stayed at an Airbnb in a guest house on someone's ranch. It's all these ranches. Mm -hmm. When we arrived, we had been driving all day, so we were all exhausted, and we promptly got ready for bed and passed out. That first night, we all had nightmares and slept really poorly for being as tired as we were. Our daughter came down to tell us about her dream, and after she went back to sleep, I had one really horrible one of my own. Over the years, I've discovered I am somewhat of a sensitive and spirits sometimes manifest in my dreams. Mm -mm. Super. Nope. So the next morning when I realized we had all gotten bad. Nope. Sorry. When I realized we had all had bad dreams, I started to question if someone was there. The structure we were sleeping in wasn't that old, but given the history of the land, I thought there was a possibility of a spirit being connected to the land versus the home. The next night, I mentally tried to put walls up before falling asleep. I dreamed or I could have been awake. I'm honestly not sure that I was lying in bed in the very room we were staying in. The front door was visible from our bed, and in walks a cowboy in full getup, like leather chaps, vest, and hat, the whole nine. His face was mostly obscured by shadows, but his silhouette was enough to tell me he wasn't of our time. I asked him what he was doing there, to which he just shrugged. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like Walt. So, I don't know. <laughs> I just, just here. Looking for gin? I don't know. <laughs> I then asked him to leave us be, and without a word, he turned and left. After that, none of us had interrupted sleep or bad dreams for the remainder of our trip. Oh, Cheers, good. Laura. That's a good story. You protected your little daughter from bad dreams. Very nice of you. That is nice. Also, uh, so I once used to stay in a farmhouse a lot. My mom was dating this guy pretty seriously. Oh, I remember this. And uh, I'm just, I'm only piggybacking off that because my mom absolutely did not defend me at all. In oh, fact, no. told me to get over it. Um, That's why we're troubled. That's why we do this. That's why we have a podcast where we, we can just complain. Rehash our issues. It's where we can say the things that we are upset about with our parents without having to face them. Right. We get validation from each other. Mom, are you listening? Mom? Uh, no, so, that's the point. They're, they're gone. <laughs> they've abandoned us. Uh, so we were staying in this farmhouse. She was with this guy who was living in, or I don't know if living there permanently, but like had two houses he lived in. He lived in one like closer to DC. And then this was like his farmhouse. Sure. And it was originally his mom's place. And uh, it was really creepy. His mom had died in the house and he never changed anything in the house. Like her bedroom was off limits. I was never allowed to go in there and everything looked as, as if she had just walked out that day. Nope. And, um, and it had been years. Nightmares. And, um, I remember going like into her room just cause I was 12 and someone said, don't go in there. And I didn't know the backstory. Sure. So I went in and I remember like seeing like her hair was still on the hairbrush and everything. It was really, <gasps> it was like a shrine. It was like to an her. antique mirror. Yes. Oh. No, it was, I mean, it was an old ass, probably hundred year old farm. I see it in my, in my mind's eye. And it looked it. It didn't, it wasn't like kept up well. It was like, everything was kind of dusty. Everything was kind of grungy. Paint was chipping. And he just never wanted to get rid of it because it was his mom's. And um, when we first were Bates Motel, <laughs> when we were first staying there, my mom stayed in a room with me and slept separate from him because I think she wanted me to like not feel like, oh, I brought my child like to my boyfriend's house and I'm going to leave you alone in this strange room by yourself. Sure, sure. So she was like, I'll sleep with you. And we'll well, just... that was nice. Yeah, that was nice. That was the last nice thing she did. You're like, and then it stopped. Because <laughs> then I woke up in the middle of the night, and I, I don't remember what I saw, but I know I felt a woman standing over the bed no. staring at me. No, no. And it was the night after I had just gone into her room when o I was told M not to. Oh, M. And nothing ever, like, nothing happened beyond someone standing and staring at me. 
And I remember trying to wake my mom up and being like, mom, there's a lady standing over our bed right now. And she just like, just kind of like grunted and rolled over and went back to sleep and was like, you're fine. Just go to sleep. <laughs> and I was oh like, my. there's a literal strange ass ghost standing over us. And she did not care. Oh yeah. They don't care. No. I'm like, that doesn't even scare you. I wonder nah. if that's the spirits. Like, I wonder if they control the other people around you. So like they, but even now my care. mom's like, oh yeah, I've seen plenty of ghosts. And I don't care. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> that's so frightening to me. And they're just so blase about it. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Then so again, mom, if you're listening, I still remember that and I'm still upset. She's like, I don't. I was having a great sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so my next story is from Marley. Marley's subject line is, you asked for a cowboy story. It's a happy one. Oh, guys, yay. thank you so much. I, this is so sweet and affirming that you guys actually sent me cowboy stories. Marley says, hey, y'all, my best friend and I are obsessed with the podcast and created our own similar one at our university. It's Aww. the last listener in the last listener episode. Um, y'all asked for more cowboy stories and I have many. So here's a short what? snippet of a few. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I grew up in a small town of 1200 people in Colorado in the middle of absolutely nowhere. We're on, uh, where on the Eastern Plains. Uh, my family and I live on a farm about 15 minutes outside of town. My mom and I are empaths and every single house we've lived in has had spirits. One of my favorites was the cowboy in the farmhouse, a.k.a. my grandpa. Aww. Unfortunately, my grandpa passed before I was born, so I never got to meet him. But he was always in the house, and it was normal growing up. Um, my first encounter was at two months old, asleep in my crib. My mom had a dream that my grandpa was in his dress blues as a retired U.S. Navy officer to come and see me for the first time. <gasps> I love stories like that. I was born with light hazel eyes, but when I woke up the next morning, they were dark brown like my grandfather's, and oh. they've never changed back. Oh. That's precious and wild. That's so sweet. Um, when I was seven, I remember hearing uh, footsteps coming up and down the hall. Also, let's not step away from the fact that, like, someone just asked in our Facebook Live, if you were a ghost, what would you do? I would change someone's eye color to look more like me. Be like, mm, they look better with... Be like, that kid doesn't look enough like me, so let's change things up. They look better with glasses. But also, that means they can change your eye color. Like, spirits can literally just change your eye I color. I guess so, huh? That's Why wild. don't they do things like that more often, then? Why don't they fix my hair? It doesn't look great all the time. Maybe they Ghosts, do. Maybe that's what they want you to look like. Maybe they hate me and hope my hair always looks like a mess. That's true. Maybe we've made some bad friends on the other uh -oh. side. Or just, like, they're not fashionable. And <laughs> we just haven't picked fashionable ghosts. Right, right. Crap. I have heard of ghosts like untying your shoelaces and shit. <laughs> so like they do know fashion if they want to. Like they know how to mess with your clothing they know if they how wanted to, to. Pull your shoelace so you trip on your face. <laughs> uh confused as hell. Oh. When I she's not confused yet. When I was seven, I remember hearing footsteps coming up and down the hall with clanking metal. Confused as hell, I laid in bed and didn't move and feared that someone was in the house. Completely irrational because we lived in the middle of nowhere. Not irrational. Shit happens. Shit happens. My mom yelled from the other room, Mike, if you're going to be here, at least take the spurs off. Stop. And the footsteps continued, but the metal clanking sound was gone. Stop. In truly cowboy fashion. That is bananas. The next morning, there was a dime on my bedside table, almost like an apology for scaring the hell out of me. Ooh. Also, why aren't ghosts paying me for scaring me? You know? I mean, they're paying you to do this podcast. So okay, true. Like, we're literally using them. For sure. entertainment. You're right. Thanks, Mike, <laughs> and many others. There are uh, our muses, if you will. He would leave us little signs like leaving dimes to let us know that he was there. I had emergency surgery when I was 10, and the doctor said that he had only noticed there was a dime in my hand during surgery 
after they had began and a dime appeared on the tool tray after making the first incision. <laughs> they're so, like, they're like, which nurse, but this is so unhygienic. Get this <laughs> dirty money out of here. So, uh, so uh, uh, it's even That's following them to the, ho- to the so hospital. Sweet. So like, make sure you're okay. Ha- but have you heard that about dimes? Cause I've heard that. I've heard that about dimes and I've heard that about bobby pins. Oh, interesting. I've heard that about dimes and butterflies, like as, as, um, Aww. and ladybugs. Oh, but wow. dimes, I think is a common one. They say like associated with angels interesting yeah sounds like an angel he's following you to the hospital just to make sure you're okay i love that he's just standing with the doctors and like yeah monitoring the uh operation you're doing well you're doing well let me put this dime in her hand real quick hold on (laughs) uh the freakiest and my favorite story happened on july 29th and 2009 the 10 year anniversary of his death wow having just turned nine three days earlier i just uh learned about the gift of being empathetic this shook me to my core. Oh, boy. We were moving out of the farmhouse, and we were grabbing the last of our things and decided to do one final walkthrough of the house. Every single clock in the house was at 1.37 p.m., even though it was 3.15 p.m. <gasps> 1.37 was the time he died on that day 10 years ago. I just got chills. We all cried and said a prayer as a family. When we walked outside, there was a dime on the front step <gasps> and a figure sitting on the swing in the front porch. He tipped his hat, winked at me, and was gone. So this figure is literally on their swing, tips his hat, winks, and goes away. No matter where I am on July 29th at 1.37, I find a dime, and I wake up with one on my bedside table on my birthday every year. <laughs> That's really sweet. That's, I think, the nicest ghost story I've ever heard. My grandpa doesn't do that. Yeah, grandpa, what the fuck is going on? Give me money. Also, like, let me know you're around. My birthday was last month. You're already b- late. Yeah, mine didn't didn't leave me any dime. You know what my grandpa likes to do? What? He likes to, like, pinch me on my arm. <laughs> That's Whenever... a birthday pinch. Oh, thank you, grandpa. Well, my grandpa shows up in my dreams. That's about it. He probably knows I'm too scared otherwise. My grandpa showed up in two dreams. And I've been asking since he died when I was really? seven. So this, this grandpa's giving you a run for your money if you're listening. Uh, love your podcast and all the fur babies in... Uh, from Colorado, Marley. P.S. Sorry, it's so long. I have other stories, so maybe I'll submit more. Please, I love that, that one. Was precious. That one was so heartwarming, and the and the the clocks all turn as they're moving out of the house, and then and then there was a dime waiting for them on the front porch, and a figure. That's the most intelligent spirit I've ever experienced. Yeah, he's got a hang at this thing. Yeah, changing eye colors and <laughs> doing a lot, but like knowing like they're gonna be on the front porch. And just sitting there waiting for you. Just like planning it all out. Just to say goodbye. Like a little scavenger hunt. No matter where she is and on her birthday every year. The thing about the birthday like really pushed me over the edge into into crying territory. I have goosebumps. I Yeah, agreed. That's wild. About the middle way through that story, I started developing them. Wow. <sighs> Job well done, Marley. Look at my arms. I know. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's still going. Wow. That okay. Was- well, props to your gramps. If he ever yeah. needs another... Uh, World's best grandpa alive he, or dead. If he needs another granddaughter to uh, <laughs> to wish a happy birthday every now and then. If he's got extra dimes. If he got, if he has some quarters, maybe, he's trying <laughs> to get rid of. Some dollar-dollar bills. If he's a couple Benjamins, he's trying to get rid of. <laughs> maybe a new credit card? I don't know. Well, let's see how far we can push this thing. Um, okay. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. I know I've talked about it before, but we received the most lovely gift basket from Funlove. First of all, I didn't know what it was at first, and then when I pulled out 
a vibrator, I thought, oh boy, this is not your everyday fruit basket. There was everything, I'm telling you, from sexy perfumes to toys to vibrators to lube. I mean, I gotta say, it's like a one-stop shop, okay? If you go to funlove.com and you're looking for maybe a romantic evening, either with a loved one or with yourself, they've got what you're looking for, I can promise you. So what are you waiting for? Explore, discover, indulge, and make love fun by visiting funlove.com. And if you live in Arizona or Colorado, check out one of their 18 store locations. Hey, maybe I'll stop by when I'm in town. And for a limited time, you can save 30% off your first order when you use the code DRINK at funlove.com. Head to funlove.com today and use code DRINK at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today. And that's why we drink is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your terms. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I don't know this for a fact, but it's my opinion that there is no easier way to build a website than Squarespace because of this drag-and-drop technology. It gets better every year, and it is just, you when you think it can't get any better and easier, it does. I've been using Squarespace <laughs> since 2017. Um, and in that time, they have just proven themselves to be the best and easiest way to make a website. So anytime I make a website for any reason, that's where I go. When you're ready to get started, you can use one of Squarespace's professional website templates with designs for every category, and then you can customize it. You can customize the look, add new content, add features to fit your unique needs. It's just a great spot to have a landing page for you, for your business, for whatever it is you're trying to market or showcase. Squarespace is the best platform to use, in my opinion. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. I am so thrilled that we are working with Fast Growing Trees. I spent about an hour and a half on the website trying to decide what I would love to order from their products. They have so many options and you can actually filter it by zones, by growing zones to make sure you know it'll work in your garden. Um, they have everything from massive privacy shrubs and trees to very, very specific flowers. I actually ended up ordering a lilac shrub for my garden. I recently discovered how much I love the smell of lilac and so I I thought, you know what? Perfect chance. Why don't I get some lilac growing in my yard? I think it's going to smell beautiful. And I also got my mom a little lavender plant as an Easter present. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code DRINK at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code DRINK at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com code DRINK. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Junie, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. 
Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. And Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This one is from Zoe. The subject is, listen, it's about a cowboy, I swear. Okay. Which makes me think it's not about a cowboy. Why are you saying Something it like Something tells that? me Zoe is not going to tell us about a cowboy until the last sentence. <laughs> right. Technically. Hey, M, Christine, Eva, and gang. Yes, including Lemon. Thank you. Lemon says hi. This story is more like a few bite-sized stories. We love that. Love a good bite-sized story. That you can munch on. Mm, we love anything love we can munch on. That compile into one bigger picture. So buckle up. Okay. When I was very young, probably five or six, I often told my mom about my friend Jerry. Absolutely not. <laughs> nope. Jerry was a boy the same age as me who had blonde hair, blue eyes, and was the sweetest caring boy. Okay. So far, so good. Mm. So far, Mm-mm. so good. He was always happy and smiling. He didn't have a mean bone in his body. So far? Too good. Yeah, let's just put so far at the end of every sentence. <laughs> Allegedly so far. <laughs> However, my mom didn't seem to quite understand and would call him imaginary. It was confusing because he was right there next to me and my mom just couldn't see him. But Ugh. I always... I know. This is... Mm-mm. Okay. But I always shrugged it off because Jerry was super nice. We played with toys together. He comforted me when I was sad and was a friend I could turn to. I started calling him what my mom called him, my imaginary friend. Oh, shit. Eventually, my mom telling me he wasn't real made it so I stopped seeing Jerry as often. Oh, Our kids are not going to have that. It's very much like Santa Claus. Like, if you say you believe in him, Yeah, then it's, the there. magic is real. Right. I do feel like we're going to do the opposite where our kids are going to be like, Oh, I have an imaginary friend. We're like, he's ghost, not imaginary. Ghost, ghost. Tell him to go to the light. <laughs> Tell him to go to the light. They're like, no, he is. I invented him. No. <laughs> it's like, I literally created him today at lunch when I was bored. I drew uh, a picture. You mean he manifested from his grave. <laughs> That's what he wants you to think. He's actually a demon. Oh, All right. God. Our poor children. Um, I started calling him my rola, And slowly he slipped away. Once I was a bit older, I chalked it up to being entirely made up as I always have had a very grand imagination. When I was about 11 or 12, I started really getting into the paranormal. You see, my house was haunted, like voices and footsteps every night and things being thrown at me from across the room. Absolutely not. My room was, of course, the hotspot. Now, I could fill an entire separate length email about this house, as I've been meaning to do for some time. But after this most recent listener episode where Christine asked for cowboys. God damn it, Christine. I just had to deliver. The squeaky wheel. Okay. Uh. Just the oil. That's Christine. The shrieky wheel. That's me. (laughs) The squeaky wheel squeaking about cowboys. And just shrieking, shrieking all over. My two cousins and I, all between the ages of 10 and 13, got really interested in speaking with the paranormal and medium work. We avoided Ouija boards mostly because my mom didn't want my sister or I to use one, and we would have been grounded for even bringing one into the house. Nice. Smart. And mostly communicated through pendulums or occasionally doing a seance with a candle. Oh, okay. In the middle of our circle. Ten-year-olds? I don't know. I don't know if you followed every rule. I don't know. I swear to God, Jerry comes back at the end of this. I'm not loving this. I'm not going to like where it's going. I'm afraid. We focused heavily on good spirits, specifically on guardians. Okay, well, 
you probably do better than I would at a seance. Pay for effort. Guardian spirits and spirit guides. During all of this, I spoke with my spirit guide. Now I was very nervous because I knew about darker spirits being able to disguise themselves as good ones. This is a smart 11 year old. Wow. I was not this. I was not this on I top was like, of it. Ooh, send me a sign. Throw something at me. <laughs> Throw a knife my way. Yeah. yeah. Or something horrible. Hurt me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, during all this, I was very nervous, yada, 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 but still I proceeded with communicating. The spirit guide seemed super nice, despite his sass and sarcasm. Mm. Was it M? It might've been it me. Might've been me. You. Yeah. So when I finally, not me. So when I finally felt brave enough one day while camping. Oh, okay. Interesting place to suddenly feel very brave. <laughs> I asked my spirit guide to make some sign they were there. Oh God. Oh Lord Not Almighty. in the woods. In the woods alone by campfire. I'm sweating. I glanced around and out of the corner of my eye, I saw a cowboy leaning against the railing of the stairs that led to the cabin. Absolutely not. He was more of a modern day cowboy, like one you might find on a ranch farm nowadays. He seemed to be around 15 or 16 years old. He was wearing cowboy boots, blue jeans, a light blue flannel shirt with the sleeves rolled up, and a cowboy hat. It was only a glimpse of the figure, but I remember it so clearly in my mind because it gave me chills, and still does to this day when I tell the story. You see, this cowboy, he had blonde hair and blue eyes and was smiling. All through my time communicating with my spirit guide, they'd been telling me their name was Jared. And it wasn't until I saw that Shut cowboy with his blonde hair and smile that I remembered about they my grew up together. old friend, Jerry. I'm... They were originally the same age when she was younger, and now they're both older. Which means even though or, she couldn't see him, he was always there. Or the spirit guide just like presented as an older version, something she could relate to as a mm. kid. I don't know. That's where my mind went. No matter what, it's creepy. Because I think spirit guides are... Whatever. We'll get into that another time. <laughs> um, da -da -da. My old friend, Jerry. I have no doubt in my mind now that Jerry, the sweet little boy I used to play with, wasn't imaginary, and he has been my guide all through my life. Aww. <laughs> I'm 23 now and have been helping friends and spirits in hauntings since I was 16. It's kind of like a side hobby I typically keep on the down low and don't talk about much. But I help my friends cleanse their homes and help spirits to move on every now and then. Casual. NBD. MBD. I may not communicate to random spirits as willy-nilly as I once did, but anytime I talk about or think about Jared, I always feel his warm and protecting presence next to me. Aww. So he may not be a scary cowboy, but he is a cowboy nonetheless. Thanks so much for everything you do. I often listen while I work on my artwork, and it reminds me that I'm not the only one in the world who is obsessed with true crime and the paranormal, Zoe. Wow. That you the The affirmation that your friend, who was so good to you as a kid, was with you this whole time and yeah. was taking care of you mm. that's so touching and i was like i mean we were both like uh yeah so far so far he's gonna be a demon sorry we've stereotyped spirits i know at this point jerry but... i'm sorry we just used our jerry if you're listening we f we apologize we didn't mean to put you in a box oh wow that's adorable that's really sweet all right all right let's try to top it so far we've got two really like warm warm cowboy stories see i told you this was a good idea <laughs> to request a cowboy story all right well this one because remember in our last one we couldn't figure out if the theme was like states or cheese or something or, or the 90s but then it went to the 80s but then it went to cheese yeah and eva the whole time was like it's none of that Please oh there stop. were there were cats in there and then she goes oh i actually didn't pick a theme and we were like god damn it we're such <laughs> idiots uh eva has picked another one for us okay from kelly with the caption speaking of cowboys and cheese Holy God, it's the perfect difecta? Think, uh, to, Bifect, di bifecta. bifecta. I like that. Bifecta. Is that a real word? It is now. Cool. Kelly says, hello, Eva. Eva goes first, of course. Always. M, I go next, obviously. Obviously. And Christine, Geo, Juniper, Blaze, Allison, and most important, Lemon. 
My name is Kelly. I am a 26-year-old SoCal... Most importantly, Lemon. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> in all caps, by the way. Oh, good. My name is Kelly. I'm a 26-year-old SoCal girl living in San Jose and attempting to adult at my adult job. Ugh. Aren't we all? Rough times. I just listened to the latest listener episode, and as soon as a story about cowboys and cheese was asked for, I knew that <laughs> I had to send my in. and very loud, so I I liked to at least, at least one person on Earth heard cowboys and cheese, and it triggered a story and for them. And they said, oh, my moment has arrived. They were like, <laughs> I was always wondering when this would fit. Oh Found it. Uh, my mom has always loved the whole cowboy Southwest desert theme. And that's really shown in her rather eclectic choice of home decor. Love it. I kid you not. The living room, family room, kitchen and master bedroom of my parents' house looks like some sort of saloon or themed, uh, themed bar restaurant. I love it. That sounds great. I know this is like exactly my aesthetic. I love it. Love saloon doors. Right. Into the bar part of my house. With some bullet holes in them just for effect. I think we're onto something. Come on. I think Kelly's mom is onto something. I was going to say, yeah, we're stealing this idea from your mom, Kelly. Sorry. (laughs) The walls are filled with various buffalo and cow skulls, oh, framed wanted posters and pictures of wild Mustang herds. I'm not down with the skulls. No. But I'm down with everything else. I mean, I guess if you find the skulls. Yeah. As long as you're not, like, killing the skulls. I just don't like touching skulls, and someone had to touch them to hang them up. Oh, I wouldn't mind that part. I mean, you know that I I touch weird shit. I'd be like, Christine, touch the skull. I even touch haunted shit that you're like, please don't touch that. (laughs) I just make poor decisions. But the wanted posters are dope. Yeah, for sure. It's so cool. They even have the leather couches to match. And on top of the couches are those woven blankets that are way too scratchy and hot for SoCal weather. But I they look so great. I'm such basic Southwest trash. No, but that's right. Like, it's It's so nice. But it's so just. Such it's a specific aesthetic. Job well done. She sounds like an interior designer yeah. at heart. One of my mom's favorite pastimes when I was growing up was to spend Saturday mornings dragging me and my brother to garage and yard sales all around our hometown looking for the best pieces of who knows what to add to her collection. This is me as a future person. But, but ours is like, our theme is Halloween 365 days a year. And then I'm like, ooh, look <laughs> at this cool skull. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Touch it. Touch it. Uh, one fateful day when I was about 10 years old, she found the mirror. Yeah, uh, I... Hold off. Actually, Kelly's mom, stop everything. I was gonna hire you... I take it back. ...to redesign my home. I think maybe... I'm gonna have to step out. It's not me, it's you. It's not me, it's you. It was a small, only about the size of a piece of paper mirror, and it had a brown wooden frame that was painted to look like an old-timey wanted poster. I see, I would have bought that, though. Mm -hmm. Let's be real. The moment she hung it in our living room, I had a weird feeling about it. Uh Uh-oh. I didn't feel bad or anything, just off. She had hung it right next to the entrance to the kitchen, and it faced the living room window, so every time you walked into the kitchen, you could see out the window behind you. Fuck. Here we go. Wait, like in the reflection? Like, you could see... Oh, because it was a mirror. It faced the living room window, so if you were looking in the mirror, you could see the window. Okay. It's almost like you were looking out a window in front of you, but you were looking outside. Got it. From behind. Don't love where this is going. We already know we're going to see something in this fucking mirror. Nope. One day I went to get a snack... That's probably the last good thing to happen in this. <laughs> we're like, we could get on board with that part. <laughs> we were so... You had us in the first half oh, of the game. Oh, you had us so good. You reeled us in. Went to get a snack, and as I glanced into the mirror, I saw a literal, actual cowboy standing in our backyard, staring right at me through the window. <laughs> to be fair, if you are going from thrift store to thrift store to yard sale to yard sale to gather other people's old remnants of antique Southwest stuff, there's got to be a but spirit of a cowboy attached. that's so cool. That's why I want to do it. Just, like, get all that cool energy in there. Like, of course, like you probably literally do have a haunted 
alternate realm saloon that like, you don't know about. Why to go to Pier 1 and get some, like, shitty non-spirit filled When you know cowboys are right there. When you could get a mirror with a soul attached to it. All you have to do, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. This, don't is know. Me, this is my new show where <laughs> I just make everyone's house really haunted. The, can you imagine if we had, like, a TLC, like, trading yeah. spaces and then they came back and everything and we their place like, was haunted? fuck your shit up, put a bunch of dolls <laughs> in it, and then make you live there. <laughs> How cruel would that be? He had on a faded brown leather cowboy hat, a dark shirt of some sort, and a brown leather vest with tassels and knots um, and some blue beads on it. Wow. And his face looked kind of dirty. The fact that there were beads, like all the detail they saw. that uh, That's... Right? Like the beads. I wonder if that means they have more or less energy. Probably more energy than like a shadow figure, right? Right, to present the whole... To just not... Yeah, to have so you know much detail. You, you hear about spirits that you only see like the top half or the yeah. bottom half? If you're seeing their fucking bead work that they want, they want you to see that embroidery. They came dressed to the nines (laughs) for the saloon. They heard from all the other ghosts haunting all the other Southwest stuff. This was the saloon to be at. They heard, is it Kelly? Yeah. They heard Kelly's mom put on quite a rager with her saloon doors. What it must be like to like look into your bar and think that nobody's there. But like if you had to put on like 3D glasses or something where you can now see like spirits. Dimensions. Yeah, like now you see like the place is packed with cowboys because you've just been throwing a rager your but whole life. But what a cool... That's why... This is why I'm on board fully. I'm wow. back on board. And that's why he drinks. That's why I'm At here. the saloon. And uh, so his face looked dirty. I screamed and turned around to look at him and there was no one there, of <gasps> course. I immediately ran to the back door and let my two very large and protective dogs outside telling them to go get him. Smart. Which apparently put them on high alert, but they didn't bark at all when they got outside. I carefully went into the backyard and could see that no one was there. I told my mom what happened and she said I was just imagining things and that I watched too many scary movies. Flash forward to high school. I was home alone for the weekend because my parents had taken my brother on some fun Vegas birthday vacation and I had to stay with the dogs. (laughs) Sounds right. Great. I had heated up a... about 60 frozen fried mozzarella sticks in the I, oven. I was like, what frozen food are we getting? <laughs> and had spent the afternoon watching TV and consuming all of them. Good choice. I suddenly felt sick. I wonder if it was the 59th or 60th mozzarella stick. Uh, so I stood up to run to the bathroom, which was past the kitchen. And as my eyes glanced in the mirror, I saw him again. I froze from fear, suddenly forgetting that I was about to upchuck all these mozzarella sticks. But my stomach, unfortunately, did not forget. And I fell to the ground vomiting. <gasps> and boy, was I vomiting. It was the kind where your stomach, what? Where your stomach either won't or just can't stop. Yeah. I somehow happened to make most of it hit the conveniently located dog bed that was at my feet. Uh, I knelt there bawling my eyes out and absolutely hating my life. (sighs) Honey. Uh, And suddenly I felt a hand on my shoulder. (gasps) It was a comforting touch, one that immediately made me feel better. Oh my God. Finally, after what felt like 30 minutes of nonstop vomiting, but was probably only about three minutes, my stomach... Uh, my stomach had emptied its contents and I was able to stand up. I immediately turned around to look for who or what had put their hand on my shoulder and there was no one there. And all that was left was the memory of the touch and the stranger smelled of tobacco (gasps) that quickly went away. I can still remember exactly how the hand felt and I know it was there. I like to think it was the cowboy offering a comforting hand when I needed it. My mom has since thrown the mirror away. It fell off the wind. It fell off the wall during one of the bigger earthquakes a while ago and the entire thing broke. (gasps) What do you think that did to the soul attack? I don't know. Does that mean it releases it or like traps it? I think it traps it for eternity. Oh, what? No. I don't think you can. Can you release it? I don't know anything about energy in mirrors, except that mirrors usually bring energy. Can you send in some mirror stories? God damn it. 
Christine has a lot it's of It's just going to be a train of Christine requests. There's a train th- theme that I'm coming up with next. Yes, I think mirrors are great, creepy ass. I feel like it either totally released him or totally trapped him. Exactly. I'm I don't still, know. It's either really good or really bad. I'm still waiting on, um, by the way, uh, my uh, doppelganger stories. Mm, you so heard it here first and second and third. Mirrors and doppelgangers. Uh, so no one else in my family ever experienced the cowboy or saw him. Anywho, sorry for the gross description of my horrible incident with fried cheese sticks. I hope this didn't creep y'all out or gross y'all out too much. Oh my gosh. I hope you come to San Jose again next year. Cheesily, Kelly. And yes, I do still eat fried mozzarella sticks. Uh, That was my next question. Just not so many of them at once. Oh my gosh, Kelly. I mean, I was just showing M pictures of my colon, so I think we are not I have officially been one of the select premium guests into Christine's butt. <laughs> yes. I mean, there are probably more than like the average human has viewing their butt insides. I have intimately seen directly into your colon. Em has seen my polyps. Not many people get to see that. It was an interesting quest. It's been Dr. Wang, M, and Blaze. Yay! Yay! One uh, of the three. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we won't get grossed out. But I, well, my thought was when they jumped up like they suddenly got overwhelmingly sick, jumped up and saw. It's like, like he could sense. Yeah, I was wondering if it, it was either he could sense or like he there was some nausea element that caused her to get uh, up and see it. I don't know, like like, a, like hallucinating because you feel so ill. Oh no, like it. No, 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 like it. Like maybe he triggered that. Mm, oh, so that she could get so up. So she see would him. see him. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty interesting. But also 60 mozzarella sticks maybe will do that to you. Yeah. My, no, my thought was like, oh, you're overcome with nausea, which I know sometimes happens if you're in like a mm. spiritually charged place. I don't know. I like to think that he was only super protective from day one because even the protective dogs who would have barked yes, at something true. didn't even bark at him because they must have sensed that he, he was good. Threat. So he might have always been good and then like just saw her get sick and was like, I'm the only one here. I got to take care of her. Well, I hope the earthquake freed him. Oh, I hope so, too. I, I hope really it do. rumble rumbled him out. <laughs> yeah, me too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, well, that was a great story. Thank you, Kelly. But seeing things in mirrors is like ultimately. I think that's the only good story I've ever heard about a mirror. Right, right. <laughs> like the rest are just like horror tropes. No, thank so you. So far, these are really like warm, wonderful cowboy stories. See, I are told cowboys you this was a good idea. The gentlemen of the afterlife. They must be. I that's mean, Walt is like. sort of. Oh, he's a vagabond. He's a vagabond. He must have been a cowboy for a minute. I think so. He spent some time crossing the like the the plains and stuff. I feel like. How about Walt's been a cowboy? I could see it. I think maybe on enough gin, Walt thinks he is a cowboy. Walt could be really anything on enough. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Uh, love you, Walt. So this is uh, a story. I believe this is the last one. Yes. From Sydney. Hi, Sydney. And the subject M. Mm-hmm. This is the one that Eva said. Oh yeah! Apparently, Eva said, "Don't read the entire subject line," so that we could. But then Christine read it. I haven't read it. I don't know. It's a surprise. Okay. My uncle Uh was D.B. Cooper. (gasps) Oh, that took a turn. Okay. Good job, Eva. Wow. Good job to this guy also. Sydney. At least this is what he claimed on his deathbed. Oh, boy. Hey, peeps. All right. So I was listening to your most recent live show and I legit screamed when Christine did a case on D.B. Cooper. That was one of my favorite stories ever. It was in Portland. And you redid it in a... As a normal episode, right? Uh, no, we released that one. Oh, well, well. Yeah. Right. I believe. Yeah, recent live show. On his deathbed, my great uncle confessed to being this man, and his story is one of my favorites. Ooh. Even I'm... if it's not true, let's start here. Even if it's not true, I would love to admit that I'm someone yeah. 
just to cause drama just, after just, I'm dead. Just leave them guessing. Like, by the way, I am Big Bird. You like, know, I don't know. You know how, <laughs> you know how I am Banksy. Goodbye. Oh, I love that. Bye. Uh, oh, shit. I wasn't supposed to tell anyone. Actually, I, I'll be like, I was in the CIA. And that's why we drank was just a front. And then I'm alive and everyone's like, Christine. I'm like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> right. Which but I guess that, plays right into it your It does, because you'll thing. be like, I don't, know, I don't know what I'm talking about. And they'll be like, that's exactly what M's CIA partner would say. operative would say. Uh-huh. Okay. Sorry, Sydney. We're going back to you now. Uh, I know you won't read this on the podcast. Oh, hmm. well, hi, what Sydney. What an assumption. Uh, but that's completely fine. I just wanted you to read this. I'm sure you all know the tale of the famous airplane hijacker in the 70s who was never caught. Well, we're pretty positive, like 99.9% sure, that he was my great uncle, Walt. Walt? Stop. Listen, Walt's listening in on this and was like, I am a cowboy, bitches. Yeah. Walt's like, and I hijacked an airplane, so fuck you guys. (laughs) Such a vagabond. My great uncle, Walt, who was my mother's uncle, was a very eccentric man. He was funny, kind, and one of the greatest storytellers I've ever known. My family, my grandma, mother, sister, and I went up to visit him in Shitville, Michigan every summer. Oh, wow. I've been there. No, <laughs> I don't know what that is. And lives there, I think. I think so, yes. I just live in the Virginia version of that, I Well, think. it's super weird. Every time, everywhere you move, it like it's happens to Shitville. turn into Shitville. <laughs> it's crazy how that happens. Even it just, this room you enter. It entered. follows me. Shitville, USA. Shitville. Christine's studio. In yep. the studio. Uh, he lived in one of those towns where the, there was only one street light hanging on a wire and his house was always full of junk, but we loved visiting nonetheless. We wouldn't stop off at Kmart. Nope. Sorry. We would stop off at Kmart by cleaning supplies. And after that, like every time they went to go visit him, they'd go get cleaning supplies because they knew the place was trash. I love that. I love that too. I feel like everyone's got a family member like that. We're like, oh, let's bring Lysol. Let's (laughs) go clean it. Let's go bring some hand sanitizer first. Bring some Glade. Uh, and after he insisted that he had cleaned, we would make sure to just double clean the place. God, that's awful. After all, his idea of cleaning was spraying Febreze and Lysol on the bed sheets instead of washing them. Jesus. Okay, well... It's worse than I expected. Never mind. My Uncle Walt was the sort of person who believed that time was not meant to be spent cleaning. I mean, okay, valid. And worrying. But to be spent living and having an adventure. He always said, too, that if you couldn't do something without writing it on a cocktail napkin five minutes beforehand, then it wasn't worth it. What? I love that. Meaning, if you had to take time to plan for things, they weren't worth it. You should be adventurous and take risks and do things that you never planned to do before. Walt is a pistol. Interesting. Needless to say, he was not like my mother or I. (laughs) I tell you all this backstory. Or many others. (laughs) Or most people on the planet. I tell you all this backstory because it's important to know the person my uncle was. When we told him we were taking piano lessons, he bought a broken piano (laughs) that was long past needing a tuning just so we could practice when we came to visit. Well, that's nice. That is really sweet. When I was afraid of spiders, he caught two or three in a jar and made me sit and watch them so I wouldn't be afraid anymore. It didn't work. (laughs) Oh my god. When we wanted something to do, he was always ready to take us out on some sort of adventure. He was a very good man, but he was a good man who had done some bad things. Uh Uh-oh. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, my uncle Walt was a little troll when he was younger. That's the best way I can put it. He met his best friend in juvie when they were just nine years old and they were friends literally until the day they died. My uncle went first and his best friend a month later. Wow. Uh, he forged a signature so he could join the military before he was 18 because he had dropped out of school at 12 and refused to go back. Shit. My uncle Walt became obsessed with para jumping at some point during his time in the military. He wound up serving five terms with them. I don't know military lingo, LOL. Well, interesting, though, because you did say one of the big theories of D.B. Cooper's he was a pair jumper. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm picking up what you're throwing down. And this is where things start to get interesting, as M has picked up. Mm-hmm. 
So Uncle Walt was, again, a little fucking troll. Oh, my. Walt, I didn't say that. We don't mean you. Sydney said that. When he was in his 20s, he told his wife he was going out to get some bread after a fight. <laughs> okay. That. I'm going to go buy some bread. I need to carbo load. You're pissing me I off. I need to cool off and carbo load. Uh, I love that. Then, meeting up with a buddy of his, he wound up robbing a Bob's big boy. <laughs> Sounds right. <laughs> oh, boy. As he was exiting with the money, he was giving money back out to the customer saying, I'm sorry for your time. <laughs> I love this. Have a good meal and so on and so forth. So he's just like giving out, like Robin Hooding it. Yeah, just like, appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all waiting for me to hold up this yeah. nice establishment. Yeah. He believed himself to be a modern day Robin Hood. There we go. He had always been poor growing up and he believed it was time to start giving back to the average Joe. As he left the building, though, some officers were pulling up to have lunch and wound up catching him. So, nice one. Okay. My Uncle Walt continued to go jumping out of airplanes for a great deal of his life, which is why it was no surprise to us when we read that he might be D.B. Cooper. We had no clue before he passed, but we honestly weren't surprised he'd do some crazy shit like that. It sounded so like him. His other good friend, Charlie. <laughs> That's awful to read about, like, one of the most notorious criminals yeah, of your time. Like, Be like, that's so Uncle Walt. FBI's most wanted. It's like, that's crazy how like that he Ugh, is. Walt, not again. <laughs> what did we tell you? There he goes. There he goes at the big boy. His other good friend, Charlie, had always suspected that he was D.B. Cooper. And when my Uncle Walt had his first bout in the hospital, he finally confessed to having done it. Charlie caught the entire conversation on tape, and it will actually be featured in a documentary coming out on July 14th. Oh, shit. But he explains in detail... Which is today. Shut up. Wow. It comes out today. Well, we're recording July 14th. This was sent in March, so this is like... Wow. Back in the day. This is some karmic shit. Do you think Eva planned for this Eva, day? we know she did. God. Also, do you know what today also is? Today is the anniversary of my UTI with uh <laughs> with allison at the, also, the campsite just good things all around just you know what love happened crime happened oh a lot the, of emotions a on july 14th about your grandpa being cancer your season great uncle yep oh my july 4th so that's literally today yeah okay coming out july 14th but he, i mean it's two weeks ago for all of the rest of you yeah but he explains in detail the entire event, from the moment he's on the airplane to the moment he landed, how he wrapped the money and the parachute up in a raincoat and had to hobble along to a bar to call for a friend of his to pick him up. Wow. When my mom asked how he had done it, it was noted that he planned it the night before. Remember the cocktail napkin? Yep. He's just got to be like, I'm going to go hijack a plane now. <laughs> Tomorrow. <laughs> he needed money and knew he could jump, so he just said, fuck it. My mother remembers asking my Uncle Walt as he was dying if there was anything in life that he regretted, and my uncle responded, yes, all of it. Oh. All of what? We didn't know at the time. Uncle Walt told Charlie on tape, and apparently many times after, that when he was doing the hijacking, he honestly couldn't comprehend what he was doing. The flight attendant was said to have told the man, I can't believe you're doing this, to which he responded, I can't either, which sounds so much like Uncle Walt. A lot of people are skeptical, and we ourselves often doubt it, but as soon as we begin to doubt, something comes along to prove that he really, really, really could have done it. Things like a man in a cowboy hat remembers meeting my great uncle in the bar that he told Charlie he hobbled into after the jump. Mm. He remembers the man holding his raincoat and has had full conversations with our family about what my uncle looked like and what he thought was up that night. Other coincidences are that we asked for my uncle's criminal files, and they refused to give us two of their files, saying they were absolutely not allowed to be released. Wow. Okay. Weird, huh? Yeah. Or how the handwriting on the letters matches my uncle's handwriting exactly. Hmm. They even had a forensic, parentheses, we love forensics. <laughs> we do. 
linguist come in to listen to my great uncle's interview and determine whether or not it sounded like he was lying. He is convinced that my uncle was telling the truth. Wow. Whether you believe it or not, I find that it's a really interesting story to tell. To hear the old man with the pot belly who had nine miniature poodles I grew up with. Oh, my God. That information should have been released much earlier. That was probably the first sentence we should have gotten. In. This is the most shocking news of this whole story. That should have been the subject line, actually. <sighs> to hear that the old man with the pot belly who had nine miniature poodles I grew up with was this sort of criminal mastermind is absolutely wild. A whole documentary has come out about my uncle. So if you're interested, I can send it to you or you can find it on iTunes as at the real db cooper mm. i'm gonna watch i'm literally gonna watch that tonight super cool thank you so much i do hope you made it through all that i love you all sydney and then uh they sent the links to uh military.com article and the real db cooper.com so wow. holy crap this is wild that is some groundbreaking information it really is so fascinating and honestly like i'm obsessed with this case i have been for a long time and it might have just been solved. Just the fact that, like, when he was on the plane and he was, like, writing notes and stuff. And the fact that that a person who could evade the FBI for so long right. just fucking came up. Like, it would be that person who just came up with it on the fly and did it. Yeah. And the, then just, like, retreated back to his nine never, poodles. Totally. And, like, of course you like, so under the radar. And then just never did anything again. Like, that's exactly the type of person that could just fucking fly under the radar because... They're, you know, the other people they were looking into all had criminal pasts and like, yeah, that's wild. Solid advice from Uncle Waltz. If you can wow, figure out how to do it in 24 hours, go for it. <laughs> Write it on a cocktail napkin. And then just well, stay under the radar. Don't hijack a plane because life. that is a federal offense and you will go to jail for the rest of your life. Unless you're Uncle Walt. Right. Unless it's 19 whatever before Uncle Walt ruined it for everyone else. <laughs> Created all There's sorts of There's always one laws. that's got to ruin the party for everyone. Uncle Walt. All right. That was great. Good one to end on. Thank you, guys. These were so wild. I love that there was, I think, Eva searched cowboy because there Probably. was like, the word cowboy in here. Um, that was crazy. That's I love awesome. this. Eva, great job. And listeners, thank you for listening to me. Now, I would like oh. to request uh, doppelgangers. Yes. Mirrors. And mirrors. Uh-huh. And, and twins. The, the twins is a good... Twins. Twins. Doppelganger, mirror, twins. What's the other one? Ideally, twins is its own episode correct and doppelgangers is its own episode and mirrors are its own episode yes so we have a lot of poor eva's like oh no yeah <laughs> uh but if you put in the subject line eva can find it easier yay um there's one more shit i don't remember i'll come up with it next month okay that sounds right <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much. If you have any of your own personal stories you would like to submit to us, either true crime or paranormal, you can do that. At, and that's why we drink at gmail.com. Usually, uh, if if Christine requests a topic, put it in the subject line so it's easier <laughs> to find. Um, I love these cowboy stories, guys. Thank you. Other than that, I think that's it. Thanks, guys. For Happy listening. August. Happy August. We'll be back soon with our weekly episode and next month with our monthly. And that's why we drink. Boo! When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated.